0: What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Mitch Barnes, class of 1987. Mitch is going to tell us everything about how he ended up here, his time at Bethany, Greek organizations and such, and what he's doing now. Uh, but without further ado, Mitch Barnes. You want to know by now. What's going on Chuckleheads? I am Carla Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Mitch Barnes, class of 1987. Uh, Mitch, thank you very much for being on
1: the show. Oh, thanks. I appreciate the invite. Gotta represent, gotta represent. <laughs>
0: we are going to talk about everything from how Mitch found his way to this little corner of the Northern Panhandle of West Virginia, his time here, and then what he did outside of graduating from Bethany and and coming back and representing Bethany always. So Mitch, how, how did you end up here at Bethany?
1: Well, um, I grew up in central Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. And um, first sort of Bethany because I, I grew up in the Christian church disciples of Christ. Uh, So, uh, so I knew about Bethany uh, and, you know, and Thomas Campbell And started to realize, oh, you know, there are there were lots of other uh, disciple schools. I found out about Hiram College and Eureka College and whatnot. And so um, when I was around a sophomore in high school, I realized that, hey, if I fill out some of these, you know, uh, college cards and send them out, they'll send me stuff. So I kind of liked getting getting something in the mail every day. So I started filling out cards. and I filled one out for Bethany and started reading up about it. And uh, I realized that a number of, um, of news reporters and news anchors who had come through the Columbus area were Bethany graduates. And so, uh, for instance, uh, Bill Wolfson, who uh, graduated sometime in the 70s, was a Bethany grad. And Faith Daniels, too. Uh, she came through Columbus and went to Pittsburgh and eventually was uh, on uh, CBS for a while. Her husband, Dean Daniels, Uh, you know, kind of did the same path. Bob Orr also spent time in Columbus, Ohio as a news reporter. So finding out that, you know, a lot of these news anchors who had come through Columbus were Bethany grads, I, you know, I was already interested in being, possibly being a communications major. So I'm like, wow, this little school has produced these kinds of people and it's only two and a half hours away. Well, that's sort of the best of both worlds. So um, I started looking very seriously at Bethany then. And, um, and ended up being recruited by, uh, Dave Waddle, uh, who, um, you know, was, was an Olympian. And ironically, he was the roommate at, at Bowling Green of one of my best friends from high school. And so my, my, one of my best friends, his older brother had been Waddle's roommate in college. So there was
0: already a connection there.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, it turned so by my senior year, um, you know, Bethany was on rolling admit. So basically, I, I applied to Bethany in late September, found out by around Halloween of my senior year, and that was the only school I applied to. And, and I'm like, okay, now I just gotta, I just gotta fund it. And so, um, applied for a number of scholarships, and because of my uh involvement in um, uh, in a uh, uh, youth group, uh, through uh, uh, through the Disciples of Christ, uh, I ended up getting, earning the uh, Campbell scholarship. And so, uh, you know, without that, I wouldn't have been able to pay for Bethany, but um, earned that and worked two jobs you know, every summer uh, to help to help uh, pay for school. Uh, and so August 22nd, 1983, bam, I end up in Bethany, West Virginia, um, which was, was was the beginning of a very interesting journey.
0: So let's let's dive into that journey. Um, let's go academics first. What was mm-hmm. the was there a change? Were you already academically very?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I yeah. I mean, being there on scholarship is like well, okay. You, you you've got to come up with the grades, uh, and um, you know I I I went to uh, St. Charles Preparatory School in Columbus, Ohio. So I really had to you know bust my butt to keep a three point there. And so, you know, coming to Bethany, uh, you know, and having the pressure of your own scholarship, you can't screw up. Um, You know, once I once I got in the classes, whatnot, I was like, okay, I, you know, I really felt like St. Charles really prepared me for the next step, which was college. Uh, And uh, I I remember, uh, you know, you get midterms and then you get your 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 semester grade. Well, at midterms, I had a two point nine at midterms. So I'm like, okay, I'm only I'm only a tenth of a point off. No problem. I know what I got to do to get these grades up. OK, I felt good about it. Probably a couple days later, five o'clock in the morning, my 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 phone is ringing off the hook in Moreland and I pick it It's and I pick it up and it's my parents. They got my midterms and they're freaking out. You're going to lose your scholarship. You know, what you're doing. You're that. And I'm like, Mom, it's it's halfway through the race i know what i'm doing it's okay and so yeah, this they, is a good place
0: for me to be right now it's,
1: yeah yeah I'm, I'm, a, I'm only a tenth of a point off where i need to be it's going to be okay and they were they were threatening to drive up and pull me out of school and uh and, and i said let me finish let me finish the next two laps uh i I had, I had i made dean's list first semester yeah and second semester so um you know so I was like, mom, let me, let me do, I know what I'm doing. This is why I'm in college kind of thing. Uh, So once they got past that paranoia, uh, that was good. But, uh, but yeah, it was, I mean, at at times Bethany was, you know, Bethany pushed, you know, know, I remember taking some classes. I'm like, I don't know about this. Uh, But overall, I mean, academically um, I'm still a big proponent of liberal arts education. You know, I've, I've, I've done many different, I've had many different jobs and have switched different careers. And I really don't think I would have been able to successfully make the jumps that I have made uh, without having a broad educational experience. Um, and, you know, the, the the days of graduating from college in a major and getting a job and having that job for 30 years and you retire, that was starting to end, that was starting the beginning of the end of that was starting in 1987, 1988, you know, and, and, you know, definitely by the nineties, it was, you know, that was definitely changing for a lot of people. Uh, and so, um, you know, those days are definitely gone. So I think having, uh, an education where you, you know, you have a focus in a certain area, but you, you know, but you have experience and knowledge in other areas as well. Cause you just never know. I mean, I, I was, you know, communications radio and tv major and someone i remember someone telling me halfway through my junior year that i should go into teaching i'm like i'm not going to be a teacher so i'm going you know, i'm going to be the next ed bradley you know that's what i wanted to do i going to be a news anchor and lo and behold you know i'm here you I'm, are <laughs> i'm finishing my 29th year you know as a uh, as a faculty member at the Culver academy so and tell and you the truth i wouldn't i wouldn't change that you know i you know, i love what i do but so you know.
0: came in as a communications major Yeah, and had that same the the same experience that most do. You come out, and that's it's a very tough degree to then apply if you're going into the radio TV field Mm -hmm. where where like you wanted to be. That's a tough field to get into.
1: Yeah, it can be, and and, and, I mean, um, if you're willing to make certain sacrifices you can get in and, and possibly stay in as well. I mean, like for instance, if I grad, you know, if, if I were like definitely single uh, and really had no attachments when I graduated from college, uh, you know, I would have, I probably would have stayed at TV seven news where I started out and would have done the grind to possibly jump to Pittsburgh or jump to Columbus, Ohio. Uh, but, you know, be, you know, because of certain circumstances, you know, I graduated from Bethany, uh, May of 87, Got engaged May of eighty-eight, uh, uh, June of eighty-seven. Got married May of eighty-eight, um, and you know, I mean, it just you know, I, I, you know, the the planets were almost perfectly lined up for me to start at the ABC affiliate in Columbus, Ohio, my hometown. Uh, but you know, with all, with a lot of different things happening, it was like they're like, you know, we need we need you to hold out two months. I'm like, I can't hold out two months. No. So, so yeah, you know, yeah. So if I'd been wanting to stay in Newark, Ohio, and and DJ at a DJ at um at a at a daytime AM country western station full time, where and I did do that for a while. Yeah, you know, Floyd Rogers, <laughs> real <laughs> 790 W H D H. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, there were just certain certain things I I just wasn't in position to do. Uh, But it all worked, you know, it all worked out. I found out that, uh, um, you know, that I liked working with, working with students. And so my, my venture into being the uh, YMCA Black Achievers Program uh, Director for Metropolitan uh, Columbus YMCA was a great experience. And that led me to doing college admissions at Denison University for, for a few years. And I could definitely, you know, sell Denison. You know, because basically it was just a bigger version of Bethany. And, and so it's like, I, you know, I, you know, there are definite pluses to going to a school like this. And, and through Denison that led me to Culver, to the Culver academies, because I used to recruit to Culver for Denison. And so when I was looking to get off the road, um, I took a look at Culver and 29 years later, still here. So.
0: So social life at Bethany,
1: mm-hmm. you
0: decide you go, you go Greek. You're an alpha say. Yeah. And was that was Greek life something that was always was on your radar when you got to Bethany, or just a no, it was what the environment was?
1: Yeah, um, it was it was not on my radar. Uh, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't looking to be anti-Greek, I wasn't looking to definitely go Greek. You know, I mean my, my only exposure to Greek life was Animal House, which I grew up on, you know, late 70s, early, early 80s. Um but uh you know, I enjoyed this. to I me mean, as a freshman, I love the social life of Bethany, you know, because yeah, you know, because you were sort of a, an interesting resource. Uh you know, a lot of the sortie girls are kind of were, you know, would check you out because you're, you know, you're new, freshman. Uh, a lot of the guys are check you out because they're they're trying to recruit you. Um even though the drinking age had had just moved from 18 to 19, uh as I came in as a freshman. We, you know, a lot of us were grandfathered in, and then the rest of us just kind of fell through the cracks a lot, you know, so going to Bubba's was, you know, was a great time and uh, I remember uh, uh, our, our first meeting with our RA, and he was saying, Look, you know, this is the first year that kegs are not allowed in the dorm, so please don't have a keg in the dorm because you'll get in trouble and you know you can have as you know you can have you know you can have as much beer in your in your room as you want but it just can't be in a keg and so i'm stupid i'm like so technically we could have like 20 cases of beer in our room but as long as it's not a keg we're okay it's like well someone talk to you if you have 20 cases of beer in your room but Technically by law. Yeah. 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 That's what it means. So probably two weeks later, a bunch of us were throwing a party. We had 25 cases appear in the room just to make a point. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, Be- Be- Bethany, def- I definitely learned the work hard, play hard mentality at Bethany where, um, you know, you know I did, you know, I didn't stay in my room and study 24 seven. But I also, you know, wasn't blowing off class and and really screwing around. I mean, there were, there were times where I could go out because I didn't have much work to do. There were times I'd have to say, "Hey guys, uh, I'll, I'll I'll catch you at beat the clock around ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. I I gotta get this done." Or there were times where I'm like, "Guys, I can't go out. I gotta get this project finished." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But yeah, there were times I remember being asked sometimes, you know, how do you, how do you get good grades? And I'm like, well, <laughs> well, Duncan, I actually go to class. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a correlation there. <laughs> Not sure if you know it, but there's a correlation there. So, so yeah, the, but yeah, love you love the social life as a freshman and um, looking at when looking at the houses, I felt them comfortable at Alpha 6. Yeah. Um
0: and then that experience because you're living up at Point Breeze.
1: Yeah, yeah. So
0: what is that experience like?
1: It was great. It was you were living basically in a large old house with a bunch of guys. And uh, and you know, the mansion itself had its you know, it had its nice allure. Um, you know, when you took I mean, when, you know the staircase had you know all the spindles in it, and but when you have you know 40, 50 guys living in an old house it's gonna it there's going to be natural attrition wear and tear and and unfortunately there was you know unnatural wear and tear as well uh (laughs) but i mean uh yeah i I mean i knew eventually that you know that house is going to get condemned eventually um and when it was you know i mean there was a lot of oh you know no this is so terrible i was like guys come on you know, I mean, you, I mean, you've got to admit, you. some of you guys standing in this room right now are responsible for this. Okay. I mean, you know, come on. I mean, when there's like one spindle left in the whole staircase, I mean, come on, that's not, that's not just things falling apart. That's, that's people being stupid. And yeah. if you're okay, fine, but pay the fine and pay to get it replaced, you know, but, you know, I mean, to a certain extent, you know, you know, over the years we've done it to ourselves. We got to be willing to admit that. So but yeah, it was great living in a house. I mean, yeah, it was sort of a hassle, you know, kind of, you know, if you didn't have a car, you know, having to walk in. That's a hike. Um say again. That's a hike. That's, yeah, a, that's hike. a hike. Yeah. Especially at two in the morning when you're coming back from Bubba's. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> but yeah, but listen, yeah, but, it was a hike
0: for us to walk halfway to Greek. I mean, we were only halfway to what you guys were walking. Yeah. And yeah, I, I promise you, there might have been an hour between leaving Bubba's <laughs> and an arrival
1: time because well, you sure. would take
0: fifteen minutes. Yeah,
1: you had more hills. You had more hills in your in your wall, yeah. but <laughs> but living but you know living in 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 a large room, not a like a like a dorm room, uh, and sometimes you know being able to have a single, or in my case, being able to have uh, my own bathroom and shower. My senior year, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, this is the guy, yeah, this is this is definitely what I want. And plus the one thing the one thing about Bethany was small enough where, you know, you know, you know, all the cool people hung out together anyway. So it really didn't matter whether, you know, whether you were an Affiliation
0: didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, I still had good friends that were, you know, that were independents or I had friends who were betas. I had friends who were Sigma news and, you know, I just had to stay away from the betas. I didn't like, you know, that kind of thing. So.
0: This, the normal Bethany bubble.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the the one thing I I personally benefited from was second semester rush, uh, because by by the time you're coming back from Christmas break, you pretty much knew one if you were going to go Greek and if so where you're where you're going to go. Um, wasn't
0: like a, it wasn't a, it might be between one or two houses, but it's yeah I'm going to yeah. go Greek,
1: not the other way yeah, exactly because. Um, I mean, by second, you know, by the beginning of second semester, you've seen all the houses, you know, at their best, at their worst, at their middle, and they've seen you at your best, at your worst, at your middle. So, um, you know, it's, I, I think that, that was much more beneficial because I, you know, by then I knew what I was getting into. Um, I, you know, I felt, I knew where I felt comfortable and where I didn't versus, you know, first semester and people kind of put on, you know, their happy face for two weeks and then you find out how they really are. uh, Sometimes that, you know, that kind of bait and switch can, can be very negative. Uh, But um, but yeah, I, yeah, by, by the, by the time I was back in late January, I pretty much knew where, you know, where I didn't want to go and where I did want to go.
0: And Greek life is something that you would, you would, you would say still to this day is, something that keeps the retention high and whatnot here because you have the
1: people- yeah to my not. Yeah. To, from what I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when I, you know, when I'm back at, you know, homecoming or whenever I'm coming through, I definitely try to, you know, uh, you know, go up and see what's going on with, uh, at the house with the current, you know, with the current brothers and find out, Hey, what's going on in campus these days, Yeah, you know, try to get a feel, but yeah, I mean, given the fact that, you know, people are still going, uh, they're, they're still going Greek. um, and and seeing that, yeah, I, mean, I think that's a that's a, yeah, I think that's a good part of Bethany, um, and the fact that again the lines aren't so rigid, you know, if I, I mean, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. If I'd gone to Ohio State, I probably wouldn't have gone Greek. Because you're, t- you're t- looking at a diff, a totally different kind of system and atmosphere versus, you know, versus a, a, a you know a much different atmosphere, you know, in the Appalachians. So, yeah. Well,
0: that's a good spot for us to take a pause on. We're going to take a break, send it to KJ, Karen Dunn for Maple Shades Outdoors. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram, maple underscore Or you can like and subscribe after watching this video and then pop over to his YouTube channel. It's Maple Shade Outdoors. Uh, everything you need to know, gaming, hunting, um, fishing, that's, that's what they do and they do a good job at it. So KJ, go ahead and take it away. What's going on everybody? This is Kieran Dunn, founder of Maple Shade Outdoors. You're currently watching Dingo Talk with my man, Carlo. If you're anything like me and you're really enjoying this content, you should like and subscribe his page. While you're on YouTube, you should probably just head over and like and subscribe Maple Shade Outdoors. Check out our page, enjoy some videos, some outdoor content. You might as well hop on Instagram, Facebook, follow us, Maple Shade Outdoors. Now, that's enough about me. I'm trying to get back and watch the rest of Dingo Talk, so I'll talk to y'all later. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carla Guadino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Mitch Barnes, class of 1987. We left off with everything, Bethany. You said you wanted to pick something up. When we came out of this segment before we get into comps and and the rest of mm-hmm.
1: what was that well for? as far as the so, the social part um uh my friend you know most of my friends uh, that i graduate with noticed but second day of freshman year of college uh i ended up meeting uh a girl named corey henneman and she, and, and we ended up uh being bethany sweethearts and to this day are still married so
0: so you go through comps with your significant other.
1: Yeah, she yeah, she did it in January. I did it in May. So I'm like, I can't screw up because I don't want to come back. <laughs>
0: so how was comps? The week of studying, because you were already mm-hmm. kind of in yeah. that mentality of where you had to be,
1: and then yeah. how
0: did comps go obviously yeah. past them? It,
1: once once you get past the the uh, the head trip. Um, if I don't pass, if if I fail, I don't graduate. And once you get past the, oh my God, I'm being tested over everything in my major. Once you get past that, it's like, well, wait a minute. I mean, I've got a pretty good GPA. I had to learn something, you know? And then once you start looking at it that way, then it's like, okay. You know, and and so, I mean, it's not, it's definitely not a cakewalk, but it's not insurmountable. Um, and so, but, but getting past that head trip is, is, can be difficult. It can be difficult because um, because uh, uh, I knew I'd known a number of people who didn't pass the first time uh, independent. Like, for instance, when we when when uh, when we were there, econ, it was very tough to pass. And I, you know, my freshman sophomore year, there's some, you know, there were I knew like five different people that were on like the seven year plan. And and four of them were in econ. They just couldn't pass. They just couldn't get through the comps uh so you know seeing that freshman year and sophomore year and junior year now it's your turn you know, you, know you can end up kind of psyching yourself out of it and and, tri- and freaking out cuz i i remember some people uh you know when i was an underclassman you know they're prepping for comps and they you know they're they're freaking and so when you're in that position you're just like oh my god you know i don't want did to freak do me.
0: enough did i study fail I I- either
1: yeah but um it was it was very interesting um uh, you know, going into orals, I mean, going into orals, I, I, I don't know if the form is still the same, but I think you had to have a minimum of 700 points to pass. So you, you had to have at least the C. So going into my orals, I had like 619 points and I don't know how much the orals were worth, but I'm like, I'm that close to 700. Okay. Uh, so I mean, I was like, okay, you can do this. I'm going into orals and it's, it's, up to me. You know, it's not like my fate's in someone else's hands. Um, but, um, I did like it, it, I did like the fact that you're, they had people from your department and you're allowed to bring in someone from outside your department.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because, uh, they, I had, uh, David, David Judy and, and he was a, he was a Bethany legend when he was there and, and, af- and after he passed. And um, he was like a second father to me. I mean, he was he was that close of a mentor to me. I had a, I had him uh, in freshman seminar, and uh, and um, even though it was a com major, I kept him as my academic advisor until the the uh, the uh, the chair of the communications department basically threatened me. And said, you have to switch. I'm like, why? He's got my best interests at heart. He knows what I want to do with communications and how we're wrapping theater to it. He goes, he says, I know that, but you have to have one. I'm like, fine. Yeah. <laughs> so Dr. Judy was in there. And, um, uh, and this was back in the day when, you know, like like Jim Cardi, uh, big communications uh, uh, giant. And oh, for some reason, he starts asking me all this international communication stuff that was nowhere close to being on on the review guide. And I'm like, "Why are you doing this to me in my orals?" You know? And right. so I'm, I'm I'm trying to battle back on him, you know, just kind of trying to give answers. And I'm sitting there like, "Why is he doing this?" And then you know, Jones, you know, that that's that's that was uh Dr. Judy's nickname because Jones was his middle name. You know, and so Jones just started firing some questions at me about you know the mixing of, of media and where, you know, and so he was throwing stuff that I could just talk about. And so he threw me some softballs where I could battle back and, and at least break even. And then from there, uh, you know, from there, it went, you know, from there I was like, okay, I got this, but yeah, it was, yeah, it, 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 it's an interesting experience. I mean, um, I think Bethany is still one of, I think only four schools that still does comps. Um, uh, my son-in-law is the Wabash grad, and he had in in yeah, Wabash, one of the other schools that still has comprehensive exams. So yeah, I, I I shared with him some battles some some old battle stories about comprehensive exams, and yeah, the celebration afterwards. Well, yeah, you know you know what happens there.
0: Was a great time. It was a
1: great time. <laughs> yeah, well and then a great time so not to remember.
0: A month after passing comps, you're engaged. You're graduated. You're engaged.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You get married the following year
1: yeah yeah we got married may of 88
0: and then so where does the careers go
1: yeah um we we ended up settling back in columbus ohio at first uh, i got the graduation and so you know we we're both working in columbus uh that's when um well uh after grad uh i worked at tv7 news for a while uh and you know it's night you know it's 1987 and I'm looking. You know, I'm looking to get married, uh, but I'm like, I, I don't know if I want to live in Wheeling, West Virginia. You know, I mean, Wheeling, West Virginia, 1987, being interracially married. I'm like, ah, that's not a good recipe. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. So you know, that was a, a definite consideration. And so um, by the time we got married, I was already uh, director of the YMCA Black Achievers Program uh, in downtown Columbus. Uh, you know, Corey's uh, doing her thing. Uh, we end up moving to Newark, Ohio, uh, and um, we're both uh, we're both in our careers in Newark. And by then, by night, that's like May of '88. Uh, after we got married, uh, by '89, I'm at Denison University, which is right next door to Newark, Ohio. Uh, and Corey's uh, Corey uh, was uh, working full time, and then I had Katie, the first of the three kids. And Corey decided to go back to uh, go back to get her teaching certificate because she found out I want to teach and so that's how she wanted to use her, her major. She was a French major. Uh, and so she was working on teacher certification. I'm doing college admissions um, and we're looking I'm looking to get off the road because, you know, leaving on Sunday or Monday, getting back Thursday or Friday night doing laundry Saturday, Sunday, getting back on the road. I'm like, that's the no way to raise a kid. Um, so uh, when I was looking to get off the road, uh, I had already been recruited, you know, for three years uh, by uh, the dean of the faculty here at Culver. He was a Denison grad and he always made sure I had plenty of kids, you know, you know to talk to when I would go yeah. recruit at, at Culver. And so he would, you know, he worked on me for three years. It's like, we're looking for young faculty members like you. Oh, blah, 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 blah. I, I was like, mm, I'm a city boy. Culver's really in the middle of nowhere. And I've, I've done the middle of nowhere. <laughs> be, yeah, you're middle you know, of- I've been there, done that. You know, I said, I'm interracially married and I know my Indiana history. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, but I was looking to get off the road and Culver's, you know, Culver, Indiana. is not your typical Indiana small town. Because you know, you've got this college prep high school, and, and, and it brings all kinds of people to it. Uh, so when so we took a look at it, and I interviewed for a job, and they interviewed Corey for a job. So we moved to the cornfields of Indiana in 1992. And so you know, I've worn a, a number of different hats. Here um, at Culver, I was a counselor for one of the uh, living units for four years. Also was a college advisor here for eight years. Uh, had at least one foot in, in, in the academic side, uh, teaching at least one class from the time I got here. Um, joined the English department half halftime, was was teaching speech, public speaking, uh, was used by communications major as coach of the speech team. Uh, and 25 years later, uh, the speech program is very strong. We just won... If you told me we were going to win a state championship in the age of COVID, I would have said you're crazy. But we had we ended up winning our fifth state championship this year. Uh, I really, I really uh, 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 honor uh, my education as far as theater, uh, doing theater not only in high school but particularly at Bethany. Uh, under, you know, under the tutelage of, of David Judy, because as soon as I took over the speech team and realized, okay, a lot of this is like competitive theater, I started calling on all my experiences from Wales Theater uh, at first. And so, um, yeah, so that really, that really uh, gave me a leg up as far as uh, entering a, uh, the, the weird and unique world of competitive, competitive speech. Uh, but yeah, been, I've been here Culver uh since 1992 i teach in the humanities department uh Corey's in the uh language department she was the director of academic advising for a long time here uh and then she's now in her sixth year i think as uh as a department chair of the language department so she's definitely put her her bethany degree in french to good use uh as chair of the modern languages department uh and she's also one of my this i think this is the Conclusion of her fifth year as being one of uh, one of my assistant coaches on the speech team, so we're putting her her Bethany experience in Wales Theater uh, to good use as well. We did a number of shows together, Bethany. So,
0: well, so to wrap everything up, my question is: Why Bethany? If you were going to pitch Bethany to someone, Mm -hmm. a parent or a prospective student, why? This part of the northern panhandle,
1: yeah. I would say because you're one, you're gonna get a quality education, uh, you're gonna get a, 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 an education of not only depth but breadth, um, where it will allow you, uh, to reinvent yourself if and when you have to. Um, I think the the relationships that you can form, yeah, at Bethany, where it's a small school, every you know, sometimes you might feel way too many people know your business, you know, but everybody knows your name and uh, there's something to be said for that, that one-on-one contact and interaction with your professors. Um, You know, uh, know, I mean, there were so many professors that really had a a direct uh, impact on my life and and being able to have that relationship with them when they're here. I mean, when you're there as a student and afterwards, you know, um, you know, for instance, you know, I didn't get along with Tony Mitch very well, uh when you know when i was an undergrad uh because you know i mean the, the, i don't know if they still have the wqt or not but that was a big sticking point um uh for me in the english department uh but he but uh but he ended up becoming a real good friend of mine uh because he was because uh he was mutual friends with gary kappel and you know, i was friends with gary kappel before i even took a class from him i didn't take a class from him until last semester of my senior year but because, you know, he did theater tech and I, you know, acted on stage and did tech and, and other stuff, you know, I mean, here's a, a professor who, you know, he's my friend before I even take a class from him, you know, um, a lot of times that gets lost at a larger school. Uh, and, um, you know, and I teach at a, at a very small, very small college prep high school, 835 students. And that's, you know, and when we were there, I think Bethany was around 850 at the time. So, yeah, but students here are like, you know, you, know, you know, this place is too small, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, let's say, say, imagine Culver, Indiana with no lake. We have the second largest natural lake in, in, in the state of Indiana. Um, you know, one restaurant, there's like 13 <laughs> in Culver. <laughs> um, and it's in a mountainous area. There's no gas station and there's one bar. Said so that's in the middle of nowhere. But we had a But, you know, uh, at, at during that time, you know, uh, because of a great student activities uh, department, we had entertainment all the time. You know, I remember seeing seeing and meeting Dizzy Gillespie, uh, you know, the Michael Stanley Band. Um, who was that guy? Uh, he did the Budweiser commercials for a long time. Kind of did like 1930s stuff. But we, but uh, Lionel Hampton, Three Dog Night, Spyro Gyra. Um, uh, the Ramones played here. The producers played here.
0: Is, did that influence? Because I, I know I jumped the gun a little bit for this question, but did that influence the fact that you're in a band currently and you were in bands here? You caught the bug. Here. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, between you know, between my natural love of music and DJing at WVBC uh, almost every day during my four years there, um, you know, I mean, yeah, uh, the first concert I ever saw was H Five it was the Jackson Five and the Commodores. Yeah, the following year I saw Grand Funk Railroad, you yeah. <laughs> know, so I've been going to concert. I mean, I've, I've been listening to music or watching music uh, and, you know, for a long time and uh, kind of taught myself during high school how to play drums. And, uh, and so I remember I was, I was air drumming to let's go by the cars in in somebody's room and Moreland, they're like you play drums. I'm like, well, kinda, I mean, I don't have my own kid or anything. they are like, well, our drummer just broke his arm do you mind sitting in sitting in for him i'm like what kind of stuff are you guys doing and they show me their playlist i'm like okay i mean i've never played this stuff before but yeah i'm willing to you know and next thing you know you know playing in a band called violent octopus playing another band called sweet baloney you know so and and uh you know so that love of music just carried over into uh you know there I, here at Culver realized that there were a bunch of faculty members a lot of them are really good musicians and we started talking and um there was a, there was a battle of the bands and so we we formed a faculty band we call ourselves grumpy old men <laughs> and we like together a seven song set you know, uh and all the other bands punked out because they couldn't get it together so we're like well, we, we got seven songs to play and you know, we'll do a mini show. And so we played in front of the whole student body and they just loved it. So we started doing a, a show on an annual basis, um, but then faculty members retire, people move on. And if you lose a bass player, it's hard to play without a bass. Um, and so I was hanging out with the, with the guitarist who at the time was a professor at Notre Dame. And um, I was like, hey, this MTV Unplugged stuff is pretty big right now. Let's strip it down, maybe just do a, uh, a duo or something. So he and I formed this duo called Freudian Slip. And we actually started playing out starting, starting in 2000. So you know, I started booking gigs and doing this and doing that and traveling to different places in northern Indiana. And then um, that went for a long time and then ended up falling in with some other musicians. And so, you know, uh, currently been with Acoustically Speaking since 2008 and you know we all have we all have day jobs so we're not you know we're not looking to be on MTV or Fuse anytime in the future just enjoying being yeah it's just great to play and, and and to get paid doing it and people like what you're doing and so it's 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 good therapy after a rough week at school
0: i bet i bet i bet that's a great way to just let everything go
1: oh yeah yeah but yeah there there, there are a lot of good things for uh for uh, uh to be said for a small liberal arts school. We're going to get lots of one-on-one, one-on-one attention. And that's what I definitely benefited from during my four years at Bethany.
0: Well, Mitch, I want to say thank you very much for being on the show.
1: Oh, thanks for the invite.
0: And we got to send it to the other staple of Bethany college. Well, the town of Bethany chambers, general store, Harry, Harry chambers is going to take it away because if chambers doesn't have it, you don't need it. It's just a fact. I don't, it's also a fact if you've never if you've ever been to Bethany and never went to Chambers, you never came to Bethany. Love
1: their sandwiches. But and they're still cheap. <laughs>
0: Without further ado, Harry Chambers, take it away.
1: You've just watched another exciting episode of Dingo Talk, recorded in the secret lair deep in the hills of Bethany, West Virginia. Let me give a shout out to my man Don over at Maple Shade Outdoor. He got some great, he's got some great stuff going on over there on YouTube and Instagram. Please make sure you check him out. Also now available, as promised, we have the second edition Bethany West Virginia Mushroom Capital of the World t-shirts and our Chambers General Store, if we don't have it, you don't need it t-shirts, available in all sizes. So make sure you stop by the
0: store for a t-shirt, breakfast sandwich, or sausage biscuits and gravy, and make sure to check out
1: those daily lunch specials. Now back to you, Dingo. Bye now. Bye now. You wanna know by now, you wanna know by now, you wanna know